Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile. You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. Just because Halloween is over does not mean ghost stories come to an end. In fact, far from it. We tell far more ghost stories outside of Halloween season on this show than any other time of year. Obviously, it's just simple math. Halloween season is about one month and the rest are 11 months. So naturally, you get more ghost stories. This show, uh, as you know, it goes year round. If you're a new listener and you just started uh, discovering us and downloading us and subscribing over the last month, welcome and thank you for continuing your support and listening to the show. This is EPP bonus episode number 272 of Real Ghost Stories Online, EPP, meaning extra podcast person, where we share some of our best ghost stories. And today is no different. In fact, we got this letter today, one of my favorites, our leading ghost story from Oscar in Dallas, who if you've been listening to our show for any amount of time, you'll know is one of our favorite contributors. Uh, He has uh, had some of his stories be turned into uh, episodes on the Netflix series Haunted and several other places. He has his own books. Um, Amazing storyteller uh, of his very haunted life. We're going to talk about urban legends today uh, with his story. Urban legends, they often have very real origin stories, but how true to the legend are those stories? Today, we're going to hear a shocking new story from Oscar packed with horrific imagery. Some of the scariest, I think, since Zombie Ghost Clown. Uh, That's definitely going to be haunting your nightmares. That's going to be our first story. Then, who are the ghosts that linger in the original portion of a remodeled home? Are these ghosts more than just the spirits of the former residents? And could they be, the D word, demonic? Also, is it possible to love the house that you're haunted in because of the haunting? We're going to hear a story about a home that has a very tight hold, very tight grip on one individual and won't let go. But why? Great ghost stories are minutes ahead of you. So stick around. From Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruschi. Stay with us. Legends. They're oftentimes some of the best uh, ghost stories out there. Sometimes they they involve such extreme haunting cases that it it almost certainly is in itself uh, a tall tale, a story that has been added onto over the years for dramatic effect. However. I quite often wonder where did they originate? What what started some urban legends? What was the original story before it got so fantastical? And I, sometimes when you do that, and if you are able to trace it back, there is an origin. There's an origin story to most of these. An origin story that is, in fact, based in fact, based in reality. 
In our next story, it's what one would call an, an urban legend of sorts, except for the fact that this urban legend came true. It came true for the family of one of our most dedicated listeners, Oscar in Dallas. Oscar writes in and shares this account with us, a very haunting and chilling account with quite a bit of imagery that you, I'm sure, will probably never get out of your head. And before we get into the story from Oscar, a side note, some of his stories will be featured on the Netflix series Haunted in season two. So if you'd like to see a tremendously amazing recount of some of his experiences do not miss that he is also working on a crowdfunding project for a live action series based on some of his stories you can check out his crowdfunding site at deadfollow.com and also order his new book oscar has been a contributor to our show from the beginning that's right the beginning the first couple of months so please do check out his material now on to this story. Before I tell you my cousin's ghost story, let me warn you, please don't repeat the name of the ghost in this story. The ghost story I'm about to tell you about is an urban legend from Oak Cliff. This is the area I grew up in, which is located on the south side. I usually don't believe in urban legends, especially involving ghosts, but this is special. Let me start by saying I do a ghost tour in Dallas, and one of my stops is the Hangman's Bridge, which is also referred to as the Combs Creek Bridge. And on top, there's an old railroad track used in the time of the Old West. Many locals say the bridge was used to hang runaway slaves and criminals alike. That's why it's referred to as the Hangman's Bridge. This place is known to be haunted by multiple ghosts. The most famous is a little girl that drowned in the creek that's directly under the bridge. The site has been known for multiple suicides, body dumping, and murders. If you ever visit this place, you get a sense of sorrow followed by the feeling... That someone or something is watching you. The legend goes that the bridge was built by old freed slaves that lived in the Freeman area of Dallas, which happens to be South Oak Cliff. The legend goes that one of these ex-slaves was in the area. He was a sadistic man that liked to kill small animals, especially cats. He'd walk around the neighborhood beating on trash cans with his wooden club, and once he spotted a feline, he'd bash its head in with a club and place the dead animal in a bloody potato sack he dragged behind him. The neighborhood kids in the Freeman area would make fun of this man as he passed by their houses. Parents in the area didn't feel safe when he was wandering around their streets, especially near the school. Some say that he likes to watch the children play from a distance as he hid in the woods behind the school. The older children would throw rocks and call him all kinds of names, Shorty, Catman, and other names that I dare not repeat. You see, he was mentally challenged and had worked for the railroad all of his life. Over the many years, he had grown a hump from the years of hard labor and developed a limp, which made it difficult for him to walk across the train tracks. He lived in a wooden cabin near the Trinity River. 
This area was reserved at the time for what they called undesirables, which were the people who had been a pariah for being strange, even in the Freeman era. One day, this man was at Combs Creek Bridge, which at the time was surrounded by a thick forest and was the home of the biggest feral cat in South Dallas. He chased the cats over the bridge, trapping them on both sides. While chasing one cat over the old train tracks, his foot got caught on the railroad tracks, and he tumbled forward, knocking himself out cold. After hours of being unconscious, he woke up as a train was rumbling close to him. He tried to escape, but his foot was stuck. The train ran over him, cutting his head off, left arm, and his leg clean off. His head fell in the creek below and was never recovered. In those days, if you had no one to claim you, the railroad would just bury you on the side of the tracks. In this case, they buried him under the Combs Creek Bridge, without a tombstone allegedly, but that wasn't the last of him. Soon after, many of the neighborhood kids started to disappear. Some say he came back for them. The story goes, when you hear cats cry outside of your house and you hear a ghost train in the distance, it means he's out looking for his head, dragging his sack of dead cats behind him. I was told this story by an older lady that worked at the lunch line of the cafeteria nearby. She'd worked in the school all her life and she said that she knew the man when she was a little girl. At the time, I didn't believe her because she always tried to scare us, but deep inside, I knew she wasn't telling a lie. The year was 1991, and it was spring in Texas. It was beautiful. This time of year, the weather in Texas is perfect. Unlike the weather, my grades suffered from being tardy and being absent because of my oversleeping and my nightly adventures. Luckily for me, this gave me an excuse to skip my early summer vacation to Mexico with my parents. By this point, I was tired of trips to San Felipe, plus my new social status allowed me to attend all high school parties, so I had become too busy to join them on their yearly vacation to Mexico. I wanted to take the time to reflect on my future with Shelley. Our relationship was starting to change, and I could feel the end approaching. My brother and I spent most of our time between staying at our house with my uncle Coco and my grandparents' house. Their house was about two blocks down the street from our home. It was an old, run-of-the-mill, three-bedroom brick home. Their place had a beautiful rose garden and was painted bright yellow. In front of their house was a Virgin Mary statue and an old, broken chain-link fence. My grandparents prided themselves on the beautiful terrace of the rose bushes and Mexican wild herds they planted. The herd plants were brought from Mexico and used for medicine and healing. My grandmother ran a small business out of her guest room. She used her herbs and skills as a healer. My grandmother learned from her mother, which was taught by her grandmother generations back. She was the go-to person when you injured yourself or you thought you had a curse placed on you. The neighborhood considered her a white witch. She was a sweet petite woman of four feet and 11 inches, which was average for indigenous Indians of her town in Mexico. The house itself had its personality of its own. The house consisted of two rooms, kitchen, dining, one master bedroom, and a guest room. The third bedroom was converted into a porch, later an extra guest room, which also served as a makeshift office. My grandfather was a strict disciplinarian and a man that demanded his grandchildren's best behavior always. I especially hated their house. Not because of what you think. The house had the aura of dark energy that originated from underneath its foundation. The energy had this putrid odor that only I could smell. 
It was like a god-awful stench of decay that's been stewing for days in the hot sun. The type that would burn your nose from its stench. I asked my grandparents, is there a dead cat underneath this house? They'd always respond, no. The negative feeling that came from the house always raised the hairs on the back of my head every time I visited my family. The dining room had an old wood storage door. This door gave me the creeps. It was a type of door you'd find in a hundred-year-old style Victorian. I'm sure it was here since the house's construction in the 1800s. It had to be. The door had old-style design that made it look creepy. Besides it being eerie, it was heavy hard to move because of foundation issues the house had at the time, which gave me some comfort because the door couldn't open by itself. And that is where we're going to pause this story to hear the rest of the story from Oscar in Dallas. It is uh, an amazing one that really gets, it gets dark as most of his stories do. But if you want to hear the rest of it, become an extra podcast person and EPP, as we call it, go to ghostpodcast.com and sign up there or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. $5 a month gets you access to the rest of this episode and all 272 bonus episodes. You get all that for being an EPP for five bucks a month. You get advanced episodes of the program as well, released commercial free weeks before they go public and a whole bunch of other extras throughout the year as well. So please do do that. Ghostpodcast.com, Patreon, slash real ghost stories also in this episode who are the ghosts that linger in the original portion of a remodeled home and are these ghosts more than just the spirits of its former residents could they be demonic and is it possible to love the house that you're haunting in because of the haunting we hear the story of a home that has a very tight hold on one man that won't let go hear it all at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Thank you for supporting this program. Until next time, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thanks for listening. It just doesn't feel like summer without an ice cold Coca-Cola in your hand. Stop by your local convenience store today and grab a 20 ounce bottle of Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Or pick up even more delicious refreshment with a 20 ounce bottle of Diet Coke, Sprite or Fanta. So no matter how you soak in that summer sun, at home or on the go, grab an ice-cold Coca-Cola today and enjoy.